listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Hope you had a great weekend. Good Monday show for you. We're going to talk a little bit about charities, hometown dates. Not a ton new to report there. Going to give my thoughts on everything I saw over the weekend on my Instagram feed, which was basically a bunch of Coachella videos and pictures. I have an answer to something I've been looking for for almost 40 years. Get to that. Taylor Swift completes her concert in Tampa over the weekend. Did she, did she not address the Joe Alwyn breakup? We'll go over that. Going to talk a little bit American Idol because they're in Hawaii, the top 26. Last night, the top, or 13 of them sang. Tonight, the other 13 are going to sing, and you vote. Going to talk about that a little bit. And then a little bit about what's going on at the movies as Super Mario Brothers is raking in money at an ungodly amount. And we will get to all of that momentarily. All right, let's immediately start with charity season of The Bachelorette. Not a ton new to report here. As we know, hometown dates started last Tuesday, and Xavier had his in Ohio. Then on Thursday, Joey had his in Pennsylvania. This Saturday was in Houston with Aaron Bryant, and then today is going to be in California with Doton. Tomorrow is the rose ceremony. We've had three hometown dates And no pictures and no videos have gotten out. At least none have been sent to me. There haven't been any that have been posted anywhere else, because I'm assuming if they were, those would have been sent to me, or I would have been notified about it. So I haven't gotten anything. And this past Saturday, they had sent out an email for people to show up at a football field in Houston for Aaron's hometown date. It is very possible, since nobody posted any pictures or videos, that the people that were there were not allowed to take pictures or videos because I can't imagine why people asked to show up for a hometown date wouldn't have their phones on them. So clearly, um, it seems like they were told not to. Now, there is one video that I do have, or I, I shouldn't say I have, I have seen of Thursday's hometown with Joey and Charity, but it is literally five seconds long, and it's just them walking up to his parents' doorstep at night, and it's from across the street. And I say I saw it because I saw it on someone's Instagram account that posted it saying, my friend gave this to me. So I don't even know who the original taker of the video is, and I'm not going to go find out. It's not really that important. It's not a major video. It's two people walking up to a house holding hands. I just I don't feel that that's very important to literally go searching down who took this video so I can ask them, hey, can I post this? Because it's not that big of a deal. But I did see it on someone else's Instagram story that is public. I I guess I could screen record it, but it's just not a big deal. It's from across the street. It's nighttime. They zoomed in, so it's kind of blurry. It's just, it's Joey and Charity. I mean, I I don't know what else. It it, it doesn't, I, I just don't see the importance. So, That's the only thing of the three hometown dates that have taken place that is even out there um, that I have seen anywhere on the Internet. So I guess they're just, you know, and I don't think there's anything to read into it either, because the show, sometimes all four hometown dates have gotten out, either pictures or videos, 
Sometimes there's been zero. So it really doesn't matter. I remember Clayton went through his season and not one picture got out from any of his hometown dates. Yet the important thing is we know who got the hometown dates. So getting pictures and video is just a bonus. And really all it is is for the diehards that have to analyze every single thing in a picture and a video, which ultimately doesn't mean anything. So I wouldn't worry too much that nothing's gotten out. It's not a big deal. This has happened before. It'll happen again. And that's that. I mean, maybe something will get out with Doton today. Maybe not. It doesn't really matter. But the bottom line is, the important thing is, we know who the four who got it is. So one of these four people is going to propose to charity in a couple weeks. There you go. So that's your charity update for the past few days. One thing that was going on this weekend that I'm sure a lot of you noticed, if you had any sort of internet access over the weekend, is Coachella. Look, if you choose to go to Coachella and dress up and wear a bunch of glitter and funky costumes, you know, teach their own. Uh, it's just personally for me that attending something like that would be hell on earth. Like, I think I would rather be tortured than stand out in the desert in 100 degree heat with no shade and watch a music festival. Like, no thank you. But that's just me. If you choose to do it, all the power to you. I just saw so many posts there this weekend. It just is like, okay. I mean, I don't really get the appeal of it. I I understand there is an appeal to it for certain people. I just don't understand it. You know, like and this and this I only say this because I know that um, didn't didn't Katie Thurston isn't she didn't she start up an OnlyFans where she gives feet pictures and making money off of her feet, which is I mean, get your bag, Katie. That's unbelievable. It seems like the easiest money in the world to make. Take pictures of your feet and post them and people are going to pay you for it. Jesus Christ. Easiest money ever. You don't need to put your face in it. Just here are my feet. There you go. Give me money. And you get it. Like, that's what I mean when I say I understand there's an appeal for Coachella. Just like I know there is an appeal to certain people of other people's feet. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I never will understand it. I feel like Coachella is like a foot fetish. (laughs) That's what I equate it to. I don't understand the appeal of this. Because... Those musical acts you can see in other places. I understand it's a festival and it's all your, you know, performers in one place. I get it. But the atmosphere looks just not fun. And I do understand there are people that have to go because of work and they're partnering with brands and some of them do get good accommodations. So totally understand that part of it. I guess I'm just talking more about to go just to go and I guess brag on Instagram and your Instagram stories that you're there and you went. I I guess. Congratulations. I don't know. Coachella equals foot fetish. There you go. There's my take for the day. Um, Here is something that... Uh, 
was brought up last week because of the weekly podcast that I did with Cecily Nobler where we recapped and we reviewed Pretty in Pink. And the song you listen to at the beginning of this podcast is called Rave Up, Shut Up by the Rave Ups. And it's a very fast-paced song, as you know, and it is very hard to understand the lyrics. And if you do a search for the lyrics, or if you press the lyrics button on Apple Music, it does not come up for this song. If you do a Google search of the lyrics for Rave Up, Shut Up, it is not on Google. So for almost 40 years, I have never known the lyrics to this song that plays at the beginning of my podcast. Back in September of last year, because you know I have contacted the lead singer of the Rave Ups, Jimmer Podraski, to get his approval to use Positively Lost Me for my weekly podcast and Rave Up Shut Up for the Daily Roundup, and he has given me the go-ahead to use them for both of my podcasts. Well, in September of last year, about two months after, three months after I had started the Daily Roundup and using Rave Up Shut Up as my intro song, I asked him, I was like, I emailed him again, I said, hey, Jimmer, just just wanted to know, when you get a chance, is there any place you can direct me or can you just tell me the lyrics to Rave Up Shut Up? Because I don't know them and I'm very interested and a few of you had emailed me about it. So I was just like, I'll just ask him. And he never responded, which is fine. You know, he responded the first two times I asked him if I could use his songs. So I was like, oh, maybe he's just busy. Well, an emailer hit me up over the weekend and told me a month ago on the Facebook page, Jimmer Podraski went in there and posted the lyrics to Rave Up Shut Up. So I can include the link in my Instagram stories today, if I remember. If not, would you like me to sing, <laughs> sing the song for you? I mean, you know the, the, song, the song goes very quick, but... um, And there's not a lot of lyrics to this song. There's literally... Um, four sentences, then the chorus, then four sentences, and the chorus, and that's it. The song isn't even, what, two minutes long? Yeah, the song on Apple Music is one minute and 52 seconds, so it's not very long at all. And if you take out, if the, and then the chorus is the chorus, it's four lines, and that's repeated twice in the song, and there's only two other uh, stanzas? What are they called? In, I don't know. Four sentences, chorus, four sentences, chorus, song over. That's really all it is, outside of music, uh, you know, in between it. But uh, real quickly, the song goes, Grow up, my girlfriend used to say to me, Stand up, be like a real man, supposed to be read up. The rest of all your fantasies, rave up, it's just a dream. And then the chorus is, I need good advice, but I, I don't need her. I don't need a job that I'm going to quit. Well, I love you, kid, but you're full of shit. Shut up, rave up. And then the next, then, then the next, Words, <laughs> stanza, I don't know. Be up, because being down ain't being right. Tear up some photographs. If another time, red up. The rest of all your fantasies, rave up. It's just a dream. And then back to the chorus. She says what I'm supposed to do. I need good advice, but I don't need her. Don't need a job that I'm going to quit. Well, I love you, kid, but you're full of shit. Shut up. Rave up. Song over. That's it. It's the whole song. But I did not know those lyrics. I'm so happy that I now know the lyrics of that song, yet... Unless I really study these, I'm probably not going to know it when it comes on and I play it in my car, which I do quite a bit. But there you go. Your lyrics to Rave Up Shut Up are now officially out as of a month ago 
because Jimmer Podrowski posted it on a Facebook page. All right, so Taylor Swift completes her first weekend of concerts post Joe Alwyn breakup publicly since it seems like she's been broken up with them since this tour started, but this was the first weekend of tours, the first weekend of concerts where she knows that the public knows that she is no longer with Joe. So obviously people were reading into everything uh, that she said and did over the weekend. And on Thursday night, the first show in Tampa, she did say a couple things. Like I said last week, she was never going to say, hey, I know everyone's read the story about me and Joe. She was never going to address him by name. She was never even going to say, I just had a breakup. Like, that's just not the way she rolls when she talks about her dating life. But what did I say she was going to do? She was going to mention something subtly and people would be like, oh, yeah, that's Joe. (laughs) You know, so Thursday night during the show, she said, is it just me or do we have a lot of things to catch up on? And then said, it's been a really long time since I've been on tour. Well, it's been two weeks. And to say that a lot has happened is an understatement. She said that later on in the show. So that was her way of uh, addressing the breakup. Of course, she never did uh, her secret songs this weekend. I mean, I don't know all six. I know Saturday Night's show, which was the last show in Tampa, she did. Um, she sang uh, Mean and mad woman, and you know Taylor, she does everything for a reason, and the fact that she sang mean and mad woman in the state of Florida, knowing what politically has happened there in the last couple weeks, don't think that wasn't a shot at the governing body in the state of Florida uh, for what they have recently banned. Mean Mad woman, come on now. Taylor knows what she's doing, and that's exactly why she sang those songs. So Easter weekend was her only weekend off, and now she performs every single weekend through the beginning of August. Tampa was this past weekend, and then it is Houston, Atlanta, Nashville, Philly, Massachusetts, New York, Chicago, Detroit. Pittsburgh, Minneapolis, Cincinnati, Kansas City, Denver, Seattle, Santa Clara, and then in L.A. on back-to-back weekends. So she has five shows in L.A. That's the most she has in any city. The other ones are either two, two appearances, two concerts, or three concerts. And every single one of those, as you know, are NFL stadiums. She's playing in the football stadium of every single one of these cities. So... Again, congrats to her on this tour. It is unbelievable how she does this. I have no idea, but she is doing it. And now, straight through, every weekend, through the second weekend of August. Crazy. So last night was part one of Top 26 on American Idol. They filmed this in Hawaii back, I believe, in January. And America votes last night and tonight. Last night we got the first 13 singers. Tonight we get the next 13 singers. And there will be three eliminated each night. So next week on the live shows, once again, we'll have night one singers. Ryan Seacrest will be like, you have made it into our top 20. And they'll come out and sing and then you're voting again 
for how they perform next week. But 10 will make it, and then t- another 10 will make it, and we'll have the top 20 after next week. And there are a lot of good singers, for sure. I don't know everybody by name right now. There are obviously some standouts, but I think it's safe to say, and look, I don't know. I Maybe once we get to America's votes, things change, and I'm way off on this. But I got to believe that Iam Tongi is going to be in the top three. He's going to get, like, the hometown. You know when you get to the top three and they go to your hometown and you perform? Just his story, uh, the fact that he is a really good singer and he's the underdog. He's uh, They've focused on him so much, the fact that he got to perform in Hawaii, first person ever, native Hawaiian, to perform in Hawaii on this show. They saved him for last last night. Like, they are positioning him. Will he win the thing? My prediction would be no. I don't think he wins. But I do think he's going far, and I do think he's getting top three. And I just, I, I've watched this show every season since it's been on. I mean, I've watched it from the beginning, since season one, and then since they took a couple years off and did the reboot, all this stuff. I've watched every season. I kind of know how the show goes. And I, I guess I should just say I would be shocked if he doesn't get final three. At least final three. I just, the story, the singing, the underdog. Um, and he's re- and he's really good. Let's not forget that. He's not going to make it just because he's got a sob story and his dad passed a couple months before he auditioned. He's... I just I just think he is I just don't think he wins because he is not somebody like we've talked about this nonstop when it comes to American Idol. And that is marketing the winner of this show to be successful. Like, granted, when the show was in its early stages and 35 million people a week were watching it. You come off the show as long as you did top 40 music, music that could be played on Kiss FM, you were going to hit big. One of the most watched seasons ever was season five. And the finale was Taylor Hicks against Catherine McPhee. And Catherine McPhee went on to a better career and a better singing career because of the music that she sang. Not that she had a bunch of top 40 hits, but... Taylor Hicks was never on the radio. Taylor Hicks didn't sing songs that were in the top 40, you know? And I can't say a lot of recent winners of American Idol have really had these major careers. Now, granted, you know what? I'll be the first to admit, I haven't really followed them once it's over. And I couldn't even, we had, I, I went over this on a daily roundup like three or four months ago. I was like, I can't even remember. Since they rebooted, I can't even remember I can remember like two or three of the winners and that's it. So, and I don't know, maybe they're doing good in their own right and maybe they're having success, but they're not, you know, obviously touring across the world, but they're, you know, doing well for themselves. I don't know, but I just don't hear the names anywhere. So that's where I assume it's, it's not going great for a lot of them. But EM is not a guy that you're going to hear putting out music in the top 40. He's just not. 
So if he does win, I mean, it'd be great, and he could have that title of American Idol winner, but I don't think he's going to go on to... I think he's got a very niche audience that could work for him. You know, I thought... I thought uh, Alejandro um, from a couple years ago was going to be big. And, you know, I don't even know what he's doing now. I'm sure he's still singing and performing, but it's just tough. It's really tough to make it. The show's just obviously not as popular as it once was. But when you had, you know, Kelly Clarkson and Carrie Underwood and Fantasia and Ruben Studdard and Catherine McPhee, and Taylor Hicks and Chris Allen and Lee DeWise and Jordan Sparks. When you had those winners, they did really well. And then once the show got older and just started fading and all this stuff, yeah, I, I can't think of one winner past season nine or ten that has really blown up. But I could be wrong. Anyway. It just see my my take on this season is they are really going out of their way to focus on Ian every chance they can get, and you are always seeing judges talk about him. You are always seeing all of his performances, and I think there's a reason for that. And I, I and I would be shocked if he doesn't make it uh, to at least the final three. And finally, let's just end with this: when I first heard that they were making a Super Mario Brothers movie. And Chris Pratt was going to be one of the voices. And who's the guy from It's Always Sunny? Charlie. Uh, what's his name? I'm blanking. I know his last name. I'm just totally blanking. And I don't feel like <laughs> looking it up. But anyway, those are the main voices of Mario and Luigi. It's like, okay, cute movie, whatever. Kids will go see it. What this movie is doing is blowing box office numbers out of the fucking water. They made another $87 million this past weekend, and it, that means that ticket sales declined only 41% from last weekend, meaning it's the best second week outing ever, ever, for an animated film. No animated film lost less from week one to week two than Super Mario Brothers. It has now made $350 million in North America and almost $700 million globally. I was never a gamer. Let me rephrase that. I am not a gamer now, and I haven't been a gamer for 30 years. In the mid to late 80s, I had Intellivision, and I had the first Nintendo. And that was it. After that, I never had another gaming system to this day. So, was I a big Nintendo guy in 85 to 90? Was I playing Super Mario Brothers? until my fingers bled <laughs> and until I could figure out how to save the princess. Absolutely. And I got so good at it to where I did. And every time I played it, I would save the princess. I was, I was really good at it and, you know, would not stop playing Mike Tyson's punch out until I beat Tyson. And I did that, but then I just stopped. I don't know because I got over the age of 12. <clears throat> I loved Super Mario Brothers. That song, the 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 music that played in the background, the original Super Mario Brothers, would would keep me up at night just because it would just be in my head. I loved playing that game. I love it, it. It it was it encompassed all my free time. I can't even speak for fuck's sake. <laughs> it took up all my free time. And I, I can't remember what grade it would have been for me. Sixth. 
seventh around there. I loved it. I played it non-fucking-stop. I figured out how to get all the free men. I saved the princess every time. I absolutely loved it. I have zero fucking interest in watching this movie. Zero. And I just, I don't understand it. $350 million for Super Mario Brothers? I, I, I'm blown away by this. I thought this was going to be one of the biggest flops ever. And now there's articles being written saying because of the success of Super Mario Brothers, get ready for just a flood of movies being made about old games that we used to play on Sega, ColecoVision, Intellivision, Nintendo. They're coming because Super Mario Brothers has now laid the groundwork and now everybody wants to go watch a movie about a video game we used to play 35 years ago. Ugh. I just, I, I don't get it. Uh, and I'm someone who absolutely loved the game. And I have zero interest in seeing this movie. $350 million in two weeks in the United States. That is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Then again, don't get me started on gamers. I understand you can actually make money off it now if you become really good at games and there's pro gaming leagues, all this stuff. I don't know. To me, stop playing games when you're about 11, 12 years old. If you're playing after that, then you might want to either go outside, touch grass, touch a woman, or you better make it your job if you're spending that much time playing games. Just my take. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple Podcasts. We are back tomorrow with yet another daily roundup. We are going to have, uh, don't forget, the Sports Daily is coming out in about an hour from now. A lot to talk about with the NBA playoffs taking place this past weekend. They just started, and boy, there are some major storylines already in the NBA playoffs, so we're going to spend a lot of time talking about that today. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it, and I will talk to you tomorrow. See you!